You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Watch uh, Fat, Fat Albert. Albert. Hey, hey, yeah, hey. I sure did. Yeah, and it had like a little live action opening interstitials with Bill Cosby. The Cos. I got a story I want to tell you about right now. We've got something to do with what we were saying. <laughs> you know, I don't remember liking the cartoon, but uh, his stand up where he introduces those those characters. Um, I don't fun. remember that. Yeah, didn't he? They came from his stand up, right? He would tell did stories they? about some of the guys. I think and... you're thinking about Howie Mandel. Mm. <laughs> or Bobby's Bobby, world. Bobby's World. Dude, I. Do you remember when Bruce Willis had a cartoon? No, you brought Bruno that up kid. on the last. Fuck, that's right, I did. <laughs> I didn't remember God, it then. I, I was I hanging, out, now. hanging out with Tess at work, and I ended up pulling up the first episode on YouTube. Yeah. Because he was like, what? There was a fucking... I was like, yeah, dude, check this out. God bless YouTube, man. <laughs> Got everything. It remembers everything, mm-hmm. so you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, dude. So we were watching a little bit of Bruno the Kid, yeah. and it is every bit as bad as I remember it being. Is like, it just, like a Saturday morning cartoon? Yeah, well, it was... It was remember the, how like you had your Saturday morning cartoons? Of course. But then you had like... Your weekday morning cartoons, mm. and then you had the cartoons that hit just as you were getting like home. Three from p.m. on a weekday, yeah. And this was like one of those, and they always kind of alternated, like depending on the season. Like sometimes, you know, Bruno the Kid would be on in the morning, and then sometimes it would be on in the afternoon. <laughs> Sounds like a, a, a radio host, Bruno the Kid, ninety-seven point one in the morning. What eight hundred five eight hundred Tom Bruno. Yeah, dude. Um, so no, that was I was checking that out with Tess and stuff. A uh, dude, dude. Check, finally got to see uh, a movie that I've wanted to see for a while. Um, did you ever hear about this French film called The Intouchables? Mm, sounds familiar. Refresh my memory. Well, okay, so it's about a a quadriplegic who ends up hiring a, a guy to take care of him, mm-hmm. and he's kind of an unlikely candidate because he's next con. Uh, but they end up kind of forming a connection, and yeah. heartwarming story. You know, they were what each other kind of needed. It's like a Fairly Brothers movie? No, no. Uh, this is legit. So they remade it in the States uh. with Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston. And it's called The Upside. Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, I didn't realize that was a remake of that. So uh, I was really anxious to see it because I'm a big fan of the original French version. And I was like, I'd like to see it and I have to read it. Um, and it's it's not bad. <laughs> I, I mean, obviously, I'm gonna be that obnoxious dude who's like, "Well, the original French it's version is not as good as better. the original." Yeah, it's still better, but uh, and it is the original French version is way better. But it's a really competent and enjoyable remake. If that's what you want, if you don't feel like you know reading through the French version, <laughs> absolutely, man, fucking watch this one. It's it's really good. Uh, Nicole Kidman bearable in this film. <laughs> oh, <but Nicole> Kidman. <laughs> I'm not a fan of her either. No, that's weird. You nobody because this movie. Uh, and I had heard that it wasn't getting very good reviews, and in fact, here it is not getting good reviews with uh, 41% yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes, but I, 85 with audiences. But I could see where critics would feel that way, mm-hmm. especially if they're comparing it to the original. And they are. Um, but no, it's it's an enjoyable film. Kevin Hart can't go wrong. Yeah, well, I mean, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you can go wrong. He's always good in everything. Except for that, uh, that Oscar hosting job. Is he? Well... <laughs> Which he didn't. He didn't get, guys. That was that was the. Well, he got story. it, and then he didn't get it, right? Yeah. Right? Or was it never fully? Well, no. Offered? It was. It was supposed to be him, but then they were like, "Well, you have to apologize for this shit and whatever and blah blah blah." Maybe they'll give it to him next year. Like, uh, I don't think they're going to do a host at all. It'll from be now the on. James Gunn of uh, of it's, Oscar hosts. No, they come back could, around. You know what? Because James Gunn did the job well the first two times, 
And, you know, they were like, oh, well, let's bring him back to do it. Kevin Hart's never hosted the Oscars before. That's true. So. But he could. I believe in him. I believe in him, too. But you're right. Um, a host was not missed this year in no, the Oscars. not and at I think, all. I uh, think they could just get uh, Amazon Alexa to host <laughs> from now on. Oops, I act- activated her over there. Yeah, I see her. Go away. <laughs> what would you like, Joel? <laughs> Up next, the best <laughs> Oscar for... For best actress. Mm-hmm. No, uh, so that's you know what been uh, it's it's been pretty quiet on, in my corner of the universe though my uh, mine as well my car uh, I finally brought it in well I brought it in because I've had that that check engine light that's been coming on <laughs> I have I have a kind message guys I have a message that's been coming on since like November yeah. December uh, I have a message that's been popping up saying like transmission fault get this thing checked it's pretty serious it, it first popped up on my way to to Louisiana. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. That is not when you want a light to come on. Right. And so then uh, made the trip there, made the trip back, and been, you know, kind of going back and forth. My my driving to work sucks, uh, and I know I'm not doing this car any favors by just sitting on it. So I was like, you know what? Going to bring it to this place. Uh, I don't know if it's a, a national chain, but I know we've got a bunch around here, Christian Brothers Automotive. Mm. And I'm giving them a plug for a good reason, because these folks have done me right. They have yet to take, uh, well... They've taken $120 from me for a diagnostic. Nice. So they did the diagnostic. I, mean, I brought it in because I'm like, guys, there's something that I just need you to check it out. Maybe I've got to get you know transmission fluid or whatever. And so they came back and they're like, well, we, we did the diagnostic. Uh, it pinged these codes. It shows that you've got a bad catalytic converter. Uh-oh. <laughs> Going to have to get that replaced. Got a bad motivator. Uh, you... <laughs> <laughs> what about that one? The blue one. Uh, no, so, uh, so then it also said, yeah, it's also pinging this thing called the, like the, torque converter solenoid for your transmission. <laughs> and that's why the transmission error is coming up. But they were like, it's also pinging these other codes. Um, what we recommend before you give it to us to just keep work, start working on it, uh-huh. take it to a transmission shop, oh. have them check those codes and see, and maybe they could verify, confirm what's going on with this thing. That's all the sporting and of then, them. Yeah, and then if you want, go ahead and have them fix it, or you can bring it back here. Here's How your honest. estimate. Yeah. So Now, I have a question. Are their names Christian? Like their last name? Are they the Christian brothers? I, I think it's more of a... Or like, we're brothers we, in we Christ. We're brothers in Christ. Because okay. you walk in and there's like Bibles on shelves. Uh, okay. And, is there a fish you know, in the logo? No. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't think there is. But I'm not going to hold that against anybody. Like, that's fine. You, Me neither. You, that's, that's cool. They don't work on the weekends. And I'm like... Oh, right. <laughs> Closed on Sundays? <laughs> Closed on Sundays. Just like Chick-fil-A. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, so I went and I brought it to a transmission shop. And they're like, yeah. Yeah, these codes, that's what they're pinging, they, these things. Uh, we could work on it. I was like, you know what? No. I'm going to bring so it over to back. Christian Brothers. Wow. There you go. They, 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 did me, they did me right. You paid it forward. So I uh, I called them up. I made the appointment, brought the car in 7 a.m. the next day. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, hey, ever since you called, I've been reading up on your car. And I was Ooh, doing, doing research. research on it. Wow. And did you know, like, your car's, your model has a bunch of emission problems. Oh, shit. And there's actually a, it's a, a recall, a federal warranty <gasps> on your catalytic converter, oh, uh, up to eight years or eighty thousand miles. My car is a twenty sixteen, and I only have about sixty eight thousand miles. Nice. Out. He's like, so, I mean, I ordered the part, and I'm happy to do it for you, but <laughs> you might want to take it to a Ford dealership. Like, and you were trying to, to give these guys your, your money. <laughs> they don't want my money. You're just fucking like, <laughs> no, but your princess is in another castle. <laughs> And so, uh, so I'm like, well, yeah, no, I'll take it to a dealership then and, and have them take a look the at warranty, it. The warranty, yeah. So I brought it over to the Ford dealership. Did you bring them a pie or I'm, something oh, at least? brother, I'm gonna. So, uh, so I brought it to the Ford dealership, and these guys have been pretty nice with me. But, like, they were supposed to have the car. I was supposed to have it back today. Mm-hmm. I got a call, like, yesterday, Uh-oh. and they're like, hey, so here's the deal. Because they were already, like, a day and a half behind. 
They're like, we finally got the car. We put it in a bay. We're working. We're going to take a look at it. Ooh, editing bay. Um, and uh, and the thing is, we've already we already ordered your part just in case. I was like, oh, okay. Well, so we're going to get in there. We're going to check it out and and all that. So he calls me that that night, later that night. He's like, okay, so we managed to test it. It is the catalytic converter. Also pinged a couple of things, and he talked about the, the torque the solenoid. Same thing, yeah. And I was like, yeah, no, I already know about that. And he's like, also, your brakes, in the rear, your rear brakes, Mm-mm. kind of in the yellow. I was like, I'm good. I know you're a dealership. You're going to try and find more shit. Of course, upsell, man. Uh, and I'm like, I'm good with that. Let's just get the fucking catalytic converter. the Christian converter. brothers so, uh, take care of your brakes. So he calls me the Let next Jesus day. take the wheel, Joe. I'm trying to finish a fucking story here. <laughs> I'm trying to make it interesting. I know. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm adding color. I'm going to remember this. Uh, all right. So he calls me the next day. He says, you know what? My service manager ordered the wrong part. <gasps> yeah, dude. Wow. Ordered the wrong part. So we're going back. We're going to order it again. We're going to order the right one. But it says it won't be here till Monday. So now it looks like we probably won't be able to get you your car until like Tuesday or Wednesday. What have you been driving? Week. I haven't been driving anything. I've been working from home, uh-huh. and I want to blow my fucking brains out. <laughs> Dude, I am getting fucking just cabin fever like you wouldn't fucking believe. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, like, just trying to work from home. And I don't know if this is if, – if it's just me or if it's the nature of my no. work. But when you're at home – like, when I'm at home and I'm try- – I feel so much more pressure. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not in control of what I'm doing because I'm just working on one monitor trying to juggle, like, four different properties. Where at work, I have, like, two monitors. I can mm-hmm. juggle things, put mm-hmm. things over here. Like, I feel so behind on everything. Uh, usually, I like to keep about, you know, 15, 16 cases active in my in my queue. I got up to, like, 43, you and I had to clean it out, and then it got back up into the 40s. You and Jenna should have this conversation, because she also works from home and uh, can attest to... Uh, it, it sounds nice, right? Oh, I don't have to get dressed. I can work from my, my bed. But then it's like... Your home is now your office, yeah. and it doesn't feel like a, a respite. No. It feels like you're always on the job. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think there's something about, like, and I think you kick it up a couple notches because it feels like you've got to prove to other people that, like, well, you yeah. are working. I used to do that. Yeah. <laughs> now, now I bring my B game. Oh, my God. When I, quote, unquote, work from home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's... Oh, my boss isn't listening, by the it, way. It's driving me fucking nuts, though. Like, I, I need my fucking car. I, I want... I, I, I drove Sa- I drove Sarah's car over here. Oh, did you? And her car's so fucking small. Like I feel boom, like I feel like my 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 circulation gets cut off just sitting in what her is it, seat. A fucking jalopy? What is yeah, she? Well, drive? no, it's a, it's a Toyota uh, Corolla. Oh yes, yeah, not very spacious, huh? An compared Adam to your Corolla. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, dude, that's that's kind of what's sorry going about on. your. I cannot fucking wait to get my fucking. So that's why when you're like, hey, dude, can you push this back? Can you? Push? I'm like. No problem. Oh, not going anywhere. <laughs> not, not going anywhere, dude. Oh, sorry, buddy. Yeah, dude. You, I'm surprised you didn't Uber over here just to kick them legs out. That's what I, I was telling my boss. I was like, hey, dude, so it looks like they're going to have my car a couple more days. Uh, you know, I might see if I could find someone who might loan me a car or maybe I'll, I'll rent a car for a couple days. And then I thought, like, why am I going to spend money to rent a fucking car to go to work? When I can work from home. Yeah. Take advantage of it. A lot of people can't. I said that on Tuesday, though. I'm like, <laughs> here I am on Thursday, and I'm like, fuck my face. Get me, I out. Just, get me out of this house. I want to get out of this house. Like, But you get to be home with your lovely daughter. No, she's not home face. for most of the day. Oh, never mind. It's just it's me alone. Or when Sarah comes home, pregnant hormonal Sarah, <laughs> and I'm like... Look, I'm moody and I'm pissed off because I've got this cabin fever shit. You're coming home. You're moody. I just want some fucking peace for like two seconds. Not from her. I mean, it's fine. She doesn't bother me. But like one of the worst things I ever did Mm -hmm. was sync my fucking work mail to my Apple Watch. 
Oh, you know, you're getting dings, huh? Dude, it's like the, I have this now, this Pavlovian, this negative Pavlovian, Pavlovian. Easy for you to say. I can't say it at all. Pavlovian. Pavlovian, Pavlovian reaction to whenever my wrist buzzes. I'm like, fuck me. Like, mm-hmm. I just immediately never get, good ma- news, I get right? mad. Then I look and it's like, stand up and breathe. <laughs> it's like the, the reminder. <laughs> Fill your circles. Shut up and drive. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Uh, so, yeah, dude, that's. That is my those that's my emotional glass case. Well, I'm glad I can provide for you, Joe, this one and a half hours every week to uh, relax and uh, see a, a quaint little movie, yeah, little ditty, and and just uh, forget about your worries <laughs> and uh, be transported away to another place in time and country. Oh in yeah, the case of this week's film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, here we go. Let's do it. It's the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. My Joe. And this is where we come to talk about m- 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 movies. <laughs> sometimes they're good movies. Woo. Sometimes they're bad movies. No. <laughs> Every week we will watch a movie. Oh, is that the sound come- effect? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working the 360 right Rachel now. Rachel Honey. <laughs> oh, come on, get back in the box. No, um. <laughs> So we'll watch a movie every week and then come back here and talk about it with each other. And with you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners, we invite you to take part in the discussion. Go to Facebook.com slash Editing Bay or in the search bar, put in the Editing Bay. Find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that. And that's where you can talk back to us and uh, let us know what you think about the movie that we're watching this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, this week, it is your pick. My pick, uh, and also my lovely wife's pick. She put this on my radar. Why I, is she not here? I, I, I tried to get her in here, and she's like, no, she's got work to do, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, she's she much like you, uh, she's working beyond hours, mm-hmm. um, and uh, gives her an excuse to avoid us. Oh. But she was kind enough to, to suggest this film as one of her favorites growing up. I had never seen it, and um, we were like, you know what? We're going to have to watch a movie. Let's watch one together. Let's watch one that you you're excited about showing me. Nope, never wow. saw this one. You know why? Because, well, I say that. It is rated PG, although I would argue maybe it shouldn't be. This is almost R. In, really? In, in, it's, in it's some a, ways. It's a PG-13. Uh, PG-13, especially yeah. For, especially for 1984. 19, well, they didn't have PG-13 back then, did they? Wasn't that when 85? Did, Wasn't that... Uh, um, Oh, Raiders yeah. of the no, yeah, yeah. Lost Temple of Doom, Temple of, Temple Doom. of Doom. That's the Lost the Temple of, of Doom. <laughs> Why did I blank on the I don't uh, know, dude. the worst Indiana? Jo- well, not anymore. Uh, At the time, uh, do you, what do you think about uh, Temple I, of Doom? I like Temple of Doom a lot. But, I think Temple of Doom is, I think Temple of Doom is truer to the serials that they were trying to um, emulate. Yeah, the adventure serials mm-hmm. with like cannibals and this and that. Yeah, it's truer to that. Than Raiders of the Lost Ark or uh, Last Crusade Definitely ever not. were. Yeah, that's true. Um, I love the first. But, uh, act. Last Crusade is my favorite one. Of course, yeah, it's almost flawless. Temple of Doom. I forgive the the opening number. Way too fucking long. We don't need to open a movie with shit like that. I like that, though. Do you? Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> I love a good 10, 15-minute action sequence, cold open. No, I'm in, talking in about like Willie this. Scott singing Anything Goes. Oh, you're talking about literally the... Li- that opening like, song. That's just the credits, though. And But then it Still, leads into that opening segment, which it, I think is fantastic. It does not need to be that long. You could do just a bit like where she starts singing and it does the fucking that that cool. The it is of the Indiana Jones movies. Yeah. I think it's the only one that does the big graphical Indiana Jones. I think you're right. Like thing and it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And you know, say what you want. She's a she's a fine looking actress. She's okay. She's, she's not really my type. I, I, oh, she's totally my type. Yeah. Um, Kate Capshaw. She rem, she reminds me of this girl that was one of my sister's friends when I was growing up. My mm. sister uh, had a friend named Sherry Phillips. Mm. And this girl looked just like her. Wow! And so I was just like, she looked like she was thirty-five girl. years old as a teenager. Yeah, she looked like she Kate had Capshaw. That disease. Yeah, 
<laughs> she had the Benjamin Button disease. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so, uh, so no, I, I like it, but I, I think that if they had cut that musical sequence down by about half, it would have been fine. I didn't mind it. You see that all the time. I mean, like, it's no different than a James Bond sequence where we're hearing Adele sing a song. We're just, the visuals are a little different, but right? We are, we've been trained to expect that from a James Bond movie. Mm-hmm. That the opening song is part of the experience. What we've had before this was just Never did that, huh? the Paramount Mountain and then Indiana Jones walking up and whipping some guy the gun out of some guy's hand. <laughs> That's true. That's all we've had at that point. Well, fair enough. Uh, but then we got <laughs> we got Temple of Doom, which was just like a, a clusterfuck of entertainment. Uh, <laughs> I I think I love Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom for what it's trying to be, uh, not so much for what it is because I do recognize the faults as well, but I still love it. It has some of my favorite Indiana Jones moments. Absolutely. I remember growing up and uh, uh, just the whole uh, sequence where they're being served eyeball soup and snake surprise. Oh, <laughs> What's monkey the surprise? brains. Yeah. Give me your hat. Why? Because I'm going to puke, puke at it. it. Yeah. <laughs> that whole scene and, and it really all the way up until they get to the Temple of Doom. Yeah. I love. Mm-hmm. But from there on, it gets oh, super dude. dark and oh, it man. gave when me they, nightmares. When they're up on the bridge. Like, that's classic. To me, that yeah. is classic Indiana Jones. When he's on the bridge and he cuts it. Hold on, it. lady. You're going for a ride. <laughs> uh, there's that. There's the uh, the bit where the kids are in the mines is after they rescue Indy. Mm-hmm. And you hit... Da, da, dun, dun, dun. And, like, the, the kids... The, we see the, the, the dude, the guard gets, like, punched and, like, slides yeah. across. Yeah. Man, that is something that Spielberg... I love what he does. When we hear that Foley sound of someone getting punched, no punch ever sounds like that. <laughs> but it's that Foley sound of someone getting punched and then just sliding an inhuman amount of space yes. like away. You're like, Harrison Ford did not hit that guy of course so not. hard that he flew. It's a bit of a cartoon. But it's awesome. And then as they push in the cart... And there's just Indiana Jones looking pissed yeah. as they get the lights up Badass. on him. As one, of, I mean, I still get chills. Sure. That's one of my favorite hero moments for Indiana Jones. I'll give you that. Uh, so yeah, it's got stuff in it that I'm like, I can't live without. For, for that, for every one of those, there's uh, children being tortured and hearts being pulled out or of chests. Willie Scott just fucking screaming people being in a jungle burned as alive. animals are scaring her. Yeah, shit. yeah, she's a, she's a bit annoying. Oh my god! But there's old guy, creepy old guy that we love. Uh, oh, yeah. yes. you will go, go to, to Pankot Palace, <laughs> find Sivalinga, and bring back to us. <laughs> bring back to us. <laughs> um, so all those great things that we just talked about. Speaking of Indiana Jones, <laughs> this movie uh, kind From of wanted the, to be. Hold on. An Indiana Jones I want to do my spiel. Film, do spiel. Can I do my thing? 1984. Tell us the film. 1984, directed by Robert Zemeckis. Yes, it was. Where do we know Robert Zemeckis from? I'm not familiar with the name. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Did he do a movie about a bunny? <laughs> some some bunny to love does. Uh, <laughs> I need. That's gonna be a movie about an animated Freddie Mercury as a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> some, some bunny, bunny to love, love. <laughs> where the rabbit gets That's AIDS. Great. Oh no! <laughs> what? Oh no! Well, he does have the teeth. Yeah. Um, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Oh my God! Somebody do that, please. Uh, I need a Roger Rabbit style looking Freddie Mercury. The yellow jacket, please. <laughs> yes. Uh, if you will. Uh, all right, so directed by Robert Zemeckis, produced mm. by Michael Douglas. That, that right. gave me a hmm moment. It, it was weird watching this film in the opening sequence. The credit there is like a Michael Douglas production. Yeah. And you're like, I didn't realize he was doing that. Yeah, like he had either. his own thing. You don't really see that a lot anymore. Um, other movies from 1984. Let's hear it. You may have heard of some of these. Yeah, maybe. Terminator. Mm-hmm. Ghostbusters. Mm. Gremlins. Wow. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yep. Beverly Hills Cop. The Karate Kid. 
Amadeus, Nightmare on Elm Street. Wow. This is Spinal Tap, Red Dawn, Once Upon a Time in America, Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, uh, Revenge that's of the, the Nerds. That's the first stinker yeah. you put on that list. Yeah, um, The NeverEnding Story, mm. Police Academy, oh. Sixteen Candles, Dune, Holy shit. The Natural, The Last Starfighter, Repo Man, Conan the Destroyer, Top Secret, Splash, Footloose, uh. Dreamscape, and The Toxic Avenger. <laughs> Man, you can make a case that like. The most influential year for film. Some, some of the best films came out of 1984, 1985. Absolutely. Uh, so the, uh, Including the budget, Romancing the Stout. The budget... <laughs> can't wait to get into this shit. <laughs> budget for this movie was $10 million. Mm-hmm. It brought in $86.5 million. Which they thought this film was going to fail. Yeah. They test screened it, an original cut, and, and they fucking... Fired Robert Zemeckis. Zemeckis. He was supposed to direct Cocoon. Did uh-huh. you know that? Yeah. Yeah, I read up on all that. That they, he was going to direct Cocoon that was lined up after this, and they mm-hmm. were like, no, we're taking you off because they, yeah, the studio knew this movie was going to fail. Yeah. And then they gave it to Ron Howard instead, <laughs> Cocoon. Just like Solo. Apparently, he's the guy you bring in <laughs> when you fire your director. Uh, but then, but yeah, uh, so I guess they did some reshoots. They kind of retooled a little bit of like the, the trailer. <laughs> Dude, that fucking trailer's so bad. Let's talk about that trailer. It's like a bad Nintendo trailer like had for no... a game. Like, hey, man, so you went to the Mushroom Kingdom? Remember when I went out there and I saved the princess you know and what? I jumped on those 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 turtles and the and whatever? You really? You don't believe me? Well, check this out. So I, I hear what you're saying. However, I appreciate we should fill the audience in. So I hadn't seen this trailer. We looked it up right before the show. It's a, a one take of, of Danny DeVito. Uh, who is a, a minor character in this film, not even really a lead, although, what is he, third A minor build? as in a small character, yes, but not yes. in stature. No, well, well, Just in size. Yes, both. Um, <laughs> but he's not a minor, not like a Chilean minor. Not like a Chilean minor, <laughs> <laughs> although they are in Colombia. Yeah. Um, which is... And where is that in relation to Chile? Chile, Chile adjacent, isn't it? <laughs> is it? Listen, I'm not fucking Google Maps. We'll look it up. Welcome to Google. <laughs> but um, I like what they did. They, he's playing his character from this film, and it's him on the phone. He's talking to his cousin Ira. His cousin Ira? Yeah, his yeah, cousin yeah. Ira. Who is also a character in this film. How could I hurt you? And he's talking about, <laughs> he's talking about uh, all of the things that happened in the film. Oh, you won't believe what happened. And, and this, film, this scene does not appear in the film. It was no, written as a it, trailer. It, it, if it did, it would take place at the very... It would be like be a weird. post-credit sequence. Right, because he totally breaks the fourth wall yeah. at the end of it. But they're cutting away to the things that he's talking about. And I thought it was kind of a clever way to do a trailer. You don't see that much uh, no, anymore. No, because it's a stupid way to do a trailer. <laughs> no, no, it's a, it's a, it's a way horrible to way to do a trailer. Because what do we know now from this trailer? We know everybody makes it out alive. Because he's like, well, we weren't counting on this. And we didn't count on that. We know that Danny DeVito's character makes it out alive. It's a PG film. You hope that the hero's going to prevail. You just said that it shouldn't be a PG movie. Well, that's because of the amputations and uh, <laughs> violence towards animals, which we'll get into later. <laughs> and, the, and the accidental cunnilingus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no surprise they use that in the trailer, too. Oh, gotta, yeah. Gotta absolutely. get all the asses. That, that made seats. all the dads go, huh? Yeah. Mm. And, the, and the moms. I think we're going to, I'm going to take the kids to see Romancing the Stone this weekend. Oh, you think, you think the image of a, a guy's head between a woman's legs is enticing more towards men than women? Oh, yeah. Even if that man is a, a young... Michael Douglas? Bristling Michael Douglas? Yeah, especially when that woman is a young, beautiful Kathleen Turner. She was quite a looker in this film, she wasn't really she? She really was, man. She really was. I mean, Kathleen Turner is a beautiful woman uh, who... I mean, I get it. We all age, I, Joe. I, she aged. None of us will look like we some do. Some of us, 
don't age as gracefully as others. Mm-hmm. I myself is an example. Uh, oh. I do not. I did not age as gracefully as a lot of the people that I know. I, I, and that that's can all okay. be said. That's all right. Except for Tom Cruise is the only person who's actually getting better. Oh right. Gets older. And Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd is just a robot yeah, at this he is. point. Yeah, I, I don't believe he's, he's an Ant Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the uh, the number one song of 1984. Before we oh, get too yeah. far, oh yeah, let, let me try. Let me try. Prince, when Dubs cry, you cheated. Are you kidding? Is you that what cheated. it is? No, I swear to God, you I didn't cheated. cheat. No, 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 no. I you swear to God. You fucking cheated. I, I am not lying, you Joe. Cheated. Is it really? It's all right. You can tell me if you cheated. <laughs> I'm not lying. Tell, be honest, Joe. Joe why You're among would I, friends right I have now. no motive You're for lying. You're among friends because I was you get to do sick the of joke. getting it wrong. No. Because you can be like, Drake? <laughs> I knew it had to be like something very 80s. Absolutely. Prince when well, does cry. I, have no, I swear to God, I did well not done. know that. Very well, well done. What That's the really good, man. Well, you know, he was big back then. <laughs> well, well, he not, was never big. Not, not in, in stature, stature, but in <laughs> <laughs> Uh, deja vu. <laughs> Guys, it's funny because we're doing it wrong. Mm, That's it's, the it's joke. A callback. Uh, all right, so... Mm. Let's talk about this horrible film. Oh, come on. It's not that bad. It's I actually, bad. it's not bad. In fact, the, it's pretty bad. The reason it made $80 million on a $10 million budget is because it's good word of mouth. It's not a very good movie. It's not. I think this is a movie that is. It, it, I, I'm curious to know when it came out in relation to Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. It was the same year. You just read no, it. No, no, no. I mean, in relation. Which uh, one came out first? Because I kind of feel like Temple of Doom probably came out first, and then this one came out on the heels of that. Uh, because everyone was in that like swashbuckling adventure kind of mode. Yeah. And they're like, oh, let's check this one out. Because look at the fucking cover photo for this movie. No, well, yes. It's them swinging on a fucking vine. They're absolutely leaning into the success of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, and yeah, it, 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 it even looks like a, a painting by, uh, what, what is that? Drew Struzan Thank or whatever you. Yeah, yeah, who did all those uh, 80s, the Goonies yeah. and all the Indiana Jones. Star Wars. But apparently this film, if you believe what people say about it, I like, don't believe the anything. The script was written beforehand. It was in production uh, pre, not pre. Well, yeah, uh, the same time as Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. They just kind of got lucky that uh, this type of film was was yeah. popular. Yeah. Oh, that's that's great. That's <laughs> I think great. that was more of a marketing thing than. Why was she else. a fucking writer? Why was she a writer? That's the that's the why was story, she a writer? Joe? Other that's than the plot. no, what it no, it never comes. It comes back once when they're in the cave and they're digging up the fucking bunny statue, and she's like, oh, in one of my books. The treasure was in the statue. That's the only time. Okay. There no, is but- never a moment. Like, we open up with, like, a story that she's telling about a woman who fights to, like, save her family. She's or a romance to, novelist. To get, that's great. But it never really comes into play. It comes into play in the sense again. that she is, and this is the 80s. You probably couldn't do this today. It's, it's a little shallow. But she, there's something missing in her life. She's a romance novelist, but has no romance in her own life, Joe. Uh, and so she's she's kind of looking for a man. She wants that. She's longing for that, and then gets caught up in this. Um, but it goes so debacle. Fuck, it goes so quick, and, and she doesn't she doesn't need to be a romance novelist for this story to still work along those lines. Right, but it's but uh, I I All like it, the parallels it, it adds that it draws. Twenty minutes that we could have cut out of this movie. No, you kind of get a little peek behind the character and yeah. what, what her how she sees the world, how she sees love, and what she's looking for. She, she wants a little bit of adventure. She yeah. wants to find a man. She wants to find a partner, and she gets that. All that and more on on editingbay.com. <laughs> what? No, she doesn't though. She she doesn't. What do you she mean? doesn't change she does. as a person from the beginning to no, the she end. She doesn't change, but she's in search of something, and she well, she kind of well. Uh, all right, I guess she doesn't. <laughs> yeah, she gets. Uh, 
She's she is the, given the an opportunity for her this bravery. Is that they we open up on Joan Wilder, mm-hmm. who I think has the bones of being a good character. No, but she's developed so fucking horribly, <laughs> and like she hangs out with like failed Bechtel test number one. <laughs> who's she's this, got a cat. Like no, dude. The woman, her publicist, oh, right. that she like fucking hangs out with. The scene opens, and she's like, "What about him?" Mm-hmm. Like those are her first words. I know. What about that guy? How about him? It's a little sexy. What in the about city. that one, Joni? Come on. Oh, what about? That? And I'm just like every one of these guys. She's looking. I'm like, did we fucking actually look like that? I, uh, who, Is that how humans? Who would look? be attracted to any of those schmoes <laughs> that they pan across? <laughs> but it's it's insanity. even the one that she's interested. She's like, oh, hello, and it's like he looks like. Uh, Dick Butkus. Yeah. No, he looks like the, the hitman near the end of Gross Point Blank that chases Martin into the school. <laughs> that Dan, has like Dan Aykroyd? That, that pretends that he was like <laughs> a different student. She's like, wow, well, you've grown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I've got so many problems with this fucking movie. Oh, it's too Not bad. the least of which the editing is fucking rough, dude. Oh, do like, you think they, so? Yeah. It's one of those things like when we talked about Hoot, Remember how we talked about that movie where <laughs> no, that, no, I've erased you know it. I'm feeling, I'm feeling a lot of people erase that shit. So, th- th- how we talked about how like they didn't let scenes breathe, right? Yeah, they, they and cut there's out of so them a many too times quickly. where they cut out of scenes quickly, especially whenever Ira's like, "Look at the choppers on that one, yeah, that snapper," and like, "Hey, Joan!" And, like they find something, and, and like it just cuts. Like there, there are five, six different times throughout this movie where they just cut so soon out of something. But I think they were doing it. Uh, Whereas it seems like a mistake in other films, I saw it as very intentional. Well, in then that films. makes it worse because no. <laughs> it's ugly and it's jarring. Uh, it's a couple. I, I know what you're talking about, and I, I remember one specifically uh, where Michael Douglas is is uh, what is he saying? But yeah, we we do a hard cut from the last thing he said, and it's no, it's when she it's she puts laughs. the map together or whatever. She puts the map together, and they find the the waterfall. And yes. he's like, "Way to go, Joan!" And like it cuts That's before exactly he's even done saying it. That's. I don't That's know. bad. Uh, I feel like you should be subjective. with me on this one, uh, Joel. You know what? You it, don't have to like the it, movie. Just it drew, <laughs> I kind of do. Just go listen. Just be quiet. Oh God. I uh, no. It, it drew attention to itself, but I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Yeah. I, I got what they were trying to do, and in 1984's uh, language, that one didn't bug me as much. I'm going to be very honest. Like right. wh- I grew up watching this movie. This was like a, a standard you in our Jenna house. Both, yeah. Uh, and I remember as a kid. Loving this film, yeah, there's a lot to I love about it. I loved this film. It's like, got everything. I, I swore by like romancing the stone. It's so awesome. Like I, I would make my dad help me make treasure maps. Like oh, I would draw up little fun. maps, and then he'd take a lighter to it that and like cool. burn the edges and stuff. And uh, I'd be like, oh my god, that's so great. As an adult watching this movie again, it took me six times attempting to watch it. Oh, really? To get into it, like it is so dry and starts so slowly. I don't feel anything for our protagonist. Like straight oh, on. Oh, really? I feel like she's uh, constructed. Surprising. She's constructed horribly. And Jack Colton isn't very good either. We really don't explore the depths of these characters at all. Are you kidding? Really? Yeah. That whole scene in the plane and the fuselage where, where we force <laughs> backstory. Uh, it's not force. It's two people having what about a conversation. You, Jack? Drunken Learning. conversation. It's a little. What uh, about you, Jack? Yeah, she comes off a little man hungry yeah. there as she's like leaning into him, and, and that's uh, where I probably would have liked this movie a little bit more if she wasn't so fucking horned out. Listen, women can have sexual appetites as they well. They can have sexual appetites, appetites absolutely, but 
She doesn't have to fucking bed down the first fucking guy that helps her out. Yeah, but look, it's... it's uh, I would have loved it if at the end, uh-huh. like, when she climbs up on the boat, he's like, you owe me $375. <laughs> oh, yeah, they never went back to no, that, No, they, they didn't. That would have been a nice opportunity. <laughs> we got to see the alligator boots, though, that he has fashioned for himself. Yeah, I mean, we only check off his gun the alligators like 20 million times. <laughs> Where? <movie>. How? <laughs> so, there are so many alligators in this film. Uh-huh. And in different locations, like especially in that climax, <laughs> that the one at the end is just like piecing the fuck out after it eats a hand. Like, it's just leaving. I'm outie. I'm like, I don't think alligators do that. But as they as they they come out, um, when it looks like they've all been cornered, right? We've got the military. We've got all the factions that have been chasing them. With the guy who isn't Omar Sharif that I thought was Omar Sharif. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, they're he's about to feed her to the alligator. Then and then later on, in like in the city in the cobblestone, there's the grates that they're kind of rolling around and fighting over. There's alli- alligators in the sewers. Yeah. Alligators in the sewers there. In Colombia. And fucking, uh, Z- no, not Zolo. Ira, cousin Ira, has them on his boat. Yeah. Like he's keeping alligators on his boats. Three different locations now where there's alligators. Like none of them are, it's not like, oh, these are also my alligators. Mm-hmm. Like, no, just random And that's gators. what I thought as I was watching this. I was like, oh, does, so those are, I remember the alligator being a thing at the end. Mm-hmm. Did Ira take his alligators and no, put them in this it's place? It's not even one of Ira's alligators. <laughs> it's just, just a random more sewer alligator. alligator. Yeah. Because he makes a point when he's feeding them on his boat. He's like, oh, look at that striped one. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. We will look at it. All him. right, got it. Mark and remember. <laughs> but that ends up being the one that Jack chases down yeah to get the to get the, no, the that stone. is him. So how, how does he get I, there? Did, I don't know. I think, honestly, I think... Ira's hanging out there at that citadel yeah. where the tower is. Mm-hmm. I think that's where the alligators are the entire time. I don't think there are alligators on the boat. Okay. I kind of swore there was that shot. I could have too, but now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, okay, so no, maybe, maybe he this... doesn't. Maybe that they just kept the alligators in that one spot. But that's not... But that alligator right. was not... like He caught the stone over some like b- little body of water. Yeah, outside of the citadel. How did the fucking alligator get outside the citadel? I'd and be back really into that great. That. Well, maybe there's a little underground tunnel where they're going back and forth. Yeah. Who knows? Dude, I don't know. I th- we're thinking way too hard about this. Well, it, it th- th- that drew attention to itself because there just seemed to be random alligators everywhere. Yeah. And, so uh, so plot points. Plot off. points that don't match up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so... How did Joan get the map in the first place? It was mailed to her by, by her who? sister. Okay. Who, who got it from who? From her deceased husbands. Who, who were, got it from where? Uh, that, that's not him. It's a MacGuffin, No, it's Joe. super it's important. A where did this shit come from? Where did the Ark of the Covenant come from, From Joe? Christ. Okay. <laughs> well, we don't see Christ. Christ didn't put the stone in a bunny statue. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know that. And who put the stone in the bunny statue? Where does the stone come from? It's, it's ancient. It's been around it's a long time, It's not ancient. It's in a bunny statue. Well, yeah. Okay. The, the stone's oyster. It's the bunny that helped Christ out of the cave. <laughs> Read your Bible, Joe. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Thereafter, uh, she wants to help her sister, who has been captured, right? Because Played by her... uh, Mary Ellen Trainer. That's that right. Name? She's the mom from Goonies. Yeah, she's and, the uh, newscaster in Die Hard. That's right. Yeah, yeah. all over the place in the 80s. Um, Wasn't she the mom in uh, Monster Squad, too? Uh, yes, that's right. There Let's we see. go. Let's see what else she's been in. Goonies, Die Hard, Lethal Weapon 4, Lethal Weapon 2. Oh, that's right, because she's the the um, the psychologist. Freaky in, Friday. First comes Dracula, so, then the Wolfman 2. Something called Amy's Orgasm from 2001. Oh, that's right. It, it's starring what? Amy Brenneman. Really? Yeah. Amy's O. Let's see. The sequel is Sandra O. No, dude. <laughs> 
None of that is. I, you made me waste time on IMDb <laughs> looking that up. I should have known. You're full of shit. Um, executive decision, Congo. Oh, I love executive decision. Forrest Gump. She's Jenny's babysitter. How about oh, that? Wow. Uh, and yeah, a bunch of other stuff. Wasn't Forrest Gump directed Death by Robert her. Zemeckis? And Death Becomes Her. That's right. Also yeah. directed by Robert. Are you literally asking me that, or you? Just, no, no, no. I, I, I'm putting the remember. pieces together yeah, that Robert sure Zemeckis has worked with her. He about. likes to work with the same people over and over again. Yeah. Apparently, uh, well, Kathleen Turner, uh-huh. who voices Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> But uh, not Michael Douglas. Dude, she did not have a whole lot of nice things to say about him, yeah, too. Yeah, I saw that. Apparently, they had uh, different styles of, uh, well... Kathleen uh, Turner seems to have a very conflicting point of view with a lot of people she's worked with. Yeah, so you start to wonder, like... Uh, who's, who, who's, who's the, the common denominator? Thank you. I was just going to say. <laughs> I read this thing about Friends, and she's like, nobody on the cast offered me a place to sit. I was wearing these heels. I'm like... Bitch, grab a chair. Like, <laughs> sit down. I've been on sets. There's Nobody no offers shor- me a fucking chair. There are chair. no shortages of chairs. Fucking grab a chair. Yeah. I'm sure if you ask somebody nicely, they will bring you and one. And honestly, I don't think it's Courtney Cox's job to bring you a fucking <laughs> chair. I think they have people for that. Well, Kathleen Turner begs to differ. Yeah. But She's yeah. got that voice, though, man. She does. Love that voice. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love how in this, the scene where, like, they get gussied up, they finally get back to... Uh, it was They weren't in Cartagena. 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 In, in Hotel Cartagena. In Cartagena. <laughs> it's a good drinking game, so by the way. Anytime they say the word Cartagena, the name Cartagena. But when they were in the, the, the village where they finally got to, like, she, he got into that white suit yeah, or with whatever. Yeah, with the stripes, the little oh, Mexican And the sash. That looks awful. And her, her little dress or whatever. And they get up to dance. And they there's this one shot where they're dancing. And, like, everything she does looks like she is surprising herself physically. Where she's just like <laughs> looking at him and then looking down and then looking back up like, oh, I just did I, that. I just did that. Yeah. I can't believe I did this. I was like, stop it. Be a grown-ass woman for five minutes. <laughs> no, she's adorable she in this. She acts like a fucking child. No, she's great in this. She's, I really liked her. She has moments where I still enjoy her. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I was... I was really. I didn't like anybody. Honestly, I like Danny DeVito. I liked Danny, Danny DeVito. DeVito is great. Movie. Yeah. As Ralph, I wish there was more of it. And that's probably that's why, why they there did was the more trailer. of it. He probably scored high, I know, right? <laughs> they were like, "We really like the guy from Taxi. You why didn't maybe, you put more of him in this maybe movie? We may make a trailer around him. Uh, people will be intrigued." And then when they made the second movie, they put a whole fuck ton more of him in it. Oh, did they really? Oh, he yeah. comes back. Yeah, he comes in, back. Uh, Jewel of the Nile. Yeah, we'll have to see that. No. Coming soon probably, to an episode. We probably don't need to. Of the editing bay. Jewel of denial. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... I thought she this, was great in this. She she does okay. I could see where this where this movie, especially for the time in 1984, I could see where this added a glow to her shining star. I think Michael Douglas comes off looking a little bit better. No, well, yeah. Um, Never seen him do action like this. This is his first like action film. Not my favorite Michael Douglas role. Uh, but no, as many uh, comparisons to Indiana Jones as this is invoking, um, he's not the star of this film. He is definitely a side character who who gets wrapped up into it. Well, he's not the star, but he definitely doesn't have the charisma. I, I think, it, especially yeah. at this point, he's no Harrison Ford. He he is no Harrison Ford. There's... Also, not in the looks department. I would argue. I, I was. I kept telling Jenna, I was like, "Is this? Is he really like handsome for this time?" She's like, "Yeah, he's a good looking guy." His face looks like a foot. His face does look like a foot. Yeah. Uh, and that hairdo is not. He's got no him. ass. He's just like straight. He's <laughs> just like my dad. Just a bean. Just like straight up and down. <laughs> yes. No curves. <laughs> that, I like a man with some curves. Yeah. <laughs> Show me that ass, though. <laughs> Michael Douglas. Give me some some Dave Batista. Yeah. Where are your pecs? <laughs> oh, Too many man. clothes. 
So I, I don't know. Like I guess as I, I was just I was horribly underwhelmed with this film coming back to it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I I was overwhelmed, <laughs> or actually I was just whelmed. With the, I was whelmed. Just simply whelmed with so this film. There was film. no shortage of smooth jazz. Thank you, Alan Silvestri. Well, it is the, the 80s, Joe, and every film, it was mandated, that came out of Hollywood, had that, to have some sax in it. That whole fucking opening where after she'd finished writing her book, and she's lighting candles, yes. feeding the cat tuna fish, mm-hmm. and like throwing was, her glass in the fire. That's right. She was celebrating. And then taking the plate from the kitten. Are you done? <laughs> it's adorable. Oh, it's I was like, building. we could recut this movie re- and not, not even really recut it, just rescore it. And it is a scary Psycho, film. Psycho, yeah. <laughs> yes. Where like Jack Colton's actually just like her Tyler Durden. <laughs> <laughs> and she kidnapped her own sister. It's, But she shows... See, I, I think her character develops because she... She is afraid. She's timid. She even says when she's she's packing and going to to save her sister, going to Colombia. Like you can see that she she's fearful. She doesn't. Uh, she she's never done something like this before. But she's compelled because she wants to help her sister. Uh-huh. She doesn't go out for adventure. She's not looking for excitement. A Jedi. A craves Jedi night. craves not those things. And she goes and she she finds adventure. She finds love and she finds her courage in the end. Dude, some development. We, we present her as a writer who obviously does her research. Like as she's writing her book, we cut back to her and you see like on the on the shelves mm-hmm. there's maps of Texas and yeah. like drawings and things. So she obviously meticulously plans things out for her stories. But she couldn't be bothered to find a fucking map of Colombia to find out where Cartagena was <laughs> or find out which bus she needed to take before. Dude, before I go to like before I went to Chicago, I fucking mapped out like what my fucking ma- what my transit was going to be. Sure. Buses, trains, we cabs, have the internet Ubers. for that. No, no, no. But dude, even before the internet, well, like can't... I would grab a Mapsco well, where or would I would you... find the, I would get a map. Okay, but in nineteen eighty four you can't just go down to your local drugstore and pick up a map of Colombia. Yeah, you could get maps. Go to a of fucking Columbia? library. Go to a library, man. And then what, She's a famous of author. You telling me she couldn't fucking find a She's map? She's winging it. She knows. She what had she... a map of Texas, but she couldn't be like, "Hey, I want to f- write a story in Colombia. Can I get a map of Colombia?" She was trusting the goodwill of the locals there to help her out. Oh, that's great. The goodwill of the locals who kidnapped her sister. <laughs> I don't think I would go into anything Listen, trusting anybody if I knew I was saving my sister from kidnapping. Not all Muslims are terrorists, Joe. Okay, they're Just in the Columbia. same way, not all Colombia. Colombians are uh, kidnappers or. Uh, coffee bean farmers. That's also true. <laughs> they're, they're not all that. Bueno dia. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I like Joel Valdez. You like? Yeah, yeah, I do. I like that. You know, if I were just uh, you awoke to me, <laughs> <laughs> holding a uh, just like a sack of beans, shaking your hips. Uh, you got a bag of beans like by your crotch, bueno and, you're, and you're just you're just swinging your hips around. <laughs> Buenos dias. <laughs> <laughs> Best part of waking up is burnsing in your cup. <laughs> well, <dear. laughs> uh, Cut fuck. that part out. Cut that part. No, dude, that's got to stay. That's okay. the funniest thing that's Leave happened that all night. Leave that part. Um, what What do you have? What, what else what, do I have? So, um, talking about this being a PG film, when I think it deserves to be PG thirteen, um, not only for some of the violence. Obviously, we see a crocodile or is it an alligator. Oh, you know. I Take off somebody's fu- hand. I need to counter your fucking point here for about a PG thirteen. <laughs> about how Joan Wilder is like okay. she doesn't. She changes. She goes through a change. She does. She's kind of needy at the beginning, and then she you know at the and then at the end she's grown. No, dude, because Jack is like, all right, well, I'm going to go after this alligator. She's like, you're leaving me, Jack. Well, yes, because yeah, yeah, she thought they had a connection. You killed the bad guy. He needs to go get the fucking stone, man. 
Yeah, you but, are important to him, he, but he also has dreams. She thought they were in this together, and even even I will say this: they are in it together. When he he is when she falls asleep, when she passes out drunk, basically, uh-huh. and also high. How about that? Did you know that was marijuana yeah. when you were a kid? No, when yeah. you were a kid. No, when I was a kid, no. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. He just, he just finds a bunch of uh, I didn't know what was going on. Pounds of marijuana. I just knew this... like Playboy magazines kept yeah. popping up. He's like, yeah, Playboy. They're in this crashed airplane. He starts making a fire out of it, just yeah. like just hot boxing that fuselage. <laughs> Um, so she passes out drunk stoned and um, he sneaks a peek at the map. Uh-huh. Maybe he's not the good guy we thought he was. Maybe he has ulterior motives. Yeah. Maybe he's not to be trusted. But then in the awkwardly filmed fuck scene, uh, isn't that weird? It's weird. It's well, weird. The fact that the like, other reason they didn't have her covered up and they like they they pan down and it's like you see total see side, boob side boob and side ass oh, yeah. and him between her legs. And they're just like skin to skin pressed up against yeah, each other. It's very intimate. It's super intimate, but like then like he reaches down mm-hmm. and apparently he had the map between the mattresses. He was going to steal it and puts it back in the purse. Mm-hmm. And it's like when she calls him out. Like I get that. I get that. Like that's supposed to be a, a character defining moment yeah. for us at that moment. Mm-hmm. But like wrong time, wrong time. Honestly, you could have just been like, "Oh, I put it here for safekeeping. I didn't want anybody to find it." All right, but like. You're getting all horned up, and he's like, "Ooh, I better grab this map." <laughs> well, and I love the... that. I love that you could tell Michael Douglas could not get it in it, the. It took a, yeah, like that was the best take they had. So you imagine that, like outside, off camera, mm-hmm. we see Michael Douglas to like left, trying to, to trying left. to stay, and nope, then he's just towards like, the camera. "Fuck it!" <laughs> and he just looks looks down on it. Yeah, <laughs> camera won't see me. We'll fix it in the post. Yeah, look, I'm the producer of this picture. That's right. That was the best take. Moving on. Yeah. Gate. Check the gate. I'm sorry. So I cut you off. Please continue. Oh, so uh, she. So she, we find out that she knew that he had looked at the map. She knew that he was uh, maybe doing something uh, on the side. And yet she decided to give him another chance to trust him mm-hmm. and to see where, where it, it played out. So yeah. I kind of like that. That added another layer to her character that she just wasn't some damsel in distress that was being taken over. By this man that she, she, she chose her path. Uh-huh. The the choices that she made in this film. Yeah, I think that made her a strong heroine. Do you for nineteen eighty four? Sure. Wow. Uh, when did Flashdance come out? I mean, is this, that a strong I heroine? Was, I think it was maybe the year before. The there year there you go. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I I haven't shot that heroine up. So I'm not <laughs> um, what else, man? With this movie, did you oh you notice in her apartment she had like the. An award like the Walden Books Romance Author of the Month. <laughs> yes, we're like and Walden was, Books. Wow, that's I was like, wow, I bet we don't see many of those anymore. Mm-mm. Yeah, it went the way of Sam Goody. Sure did. Mm-hmm. Have you ever tried to read a romance novel? Fuck no, dude. No. Well, actually, uh, I mean, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Does that count? <laughs> no, it does. It does not count. I did. I tried to read. Yeah. And this is back when I was really young. Was Fabio where on the cover? I was just no, but it mm. was definitely like muscly, mm-hmm. you know, long haired dudes. Uh, and like, it was back when I was starting to just read books, and like I had just read the Drawing of the Three, the, the oh. Stephen King book, and didn't realize it was the second book of a series. But like I was, I started. It was like you, you probably remember. Like you get in that phase where like you're just hungry to read. You're like number five from Short Circuit, where you're just like input, <laughs> inputs, and you just want to read, 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 read. Well, my mom had like some books that were in the bathroom and stuff, and so I would like grab a book and try to read it. That's where they belong. And uh, and it, one of them was a romance novel, and oh, I'm like, no. and it they were like just talking about shit that I had no fucking clue what was going what's on. What's a glistening? Peck? I was like, what's up? What's up? Uh, what was it? A purple bishop's hat? <laughs> like, it was like 
it was it was terminology kind of like that where it was like his purple bishop kept, meant to, to keep talking me, about him like, being a member of something but I was like, i'm what? not sure what he's a member of. i don't understand that and like her glistening valley what <laughs> what is a glistening valley my mother like took the book away her whispering eye i was like i didn't <laughs> tell you miss her whispering eye. i miss your whispering eye <laughs> it's a vagina it's a vagina <laughs> Uh yeah, so I, our role models episode. I tried to read yeah, I tried to read romance novels when I was a kid and not for us. Didn't realize what I had been trying to read until a little bit later. <laughs> Kinda like me with Are You There Guys Me Margaret? <laughs> I was like, This is from the author of Super Fudge? Uh, yeah, this is weird, man. <laughs> I don't think I want to watch the movie for this one. Uh, no, no. <laughs> um what else do you have? Um so Talking about the things you can get away with in the 80s, you know, showing a little bit of skin in a PG-13, or PG movie. Sure. Uh, somebody's uh, hand get amputated. There's some blood here. Some uh, Bit off, Some scary. Yeah, it's frightening. Uh, also, Beating up a midget. Yes, <laughs> yes. Poor, poor Danny DeVito. Uh, also, the cruelty to animals in this film. Maybe Did, not cruelty, were, were but... Were animals actually harmed in the making of this film? I guarantee there was. That there snake? Is. Do you think that snake was actually beheaded? Uh, no, I think that's a fake snake. Well... No, there's no way they're beheading a snake on... Like, that was that was some digital trick... Not digital trickery, but that yeah. was some camera trickery, okay. to be sure. However... This is the guy who made Forrest Gump, so... Uh, However, <laughs> the shot of uh, a chicken being almost run over by a jeep. Did you notice oh, yeah. that? When yes. The, when uh, the, when like, Juan the drug dealer... What are you dealer, doing? Is my favorite chicken. <laughs> or pig. What does he say? Is my favorite pig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, when they're when they're making their getaway with yeah. Juan the drug dealer and his his little mule, right? You know what they call it? I've got that little mule. <laughs> it's, it's like a big four by four. I liked him. He was fantastic. I El Guapo. Although... The least believable part of this film. They played it for laughs. But how awesome, as they're walking through this dusty-ass yeah. town, this and, derelict town. And one by one, these Colombian men start yeah. following them. And it's then, very ominous. And then they get they walk in, and you've clearly transitioned from like this other exterior mm-hmm. to like a place in Santa Monica. Like We are <laughs> yeah. now in a mansion in Santa Monica. And I love watching Jack's reaction to it. He's, like, he's just looking around like, where the fuck? Where are we? Where are we? But you could tell, like you could tell that they are in a completely different place for that. For that, uh, what would you call that? Because it's an interior shot, but it's still outside. Like we've come inside from that town. I don't know what you would call that. What would you call that? Um, you don't know the interior of the exterior. Yeah, or the exterior of exterior the interior. Interior. There you go. I don't know. But it, it, I thought it was I'd call it a glistening valley. I thought, oh god, I thought it was very clever, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and dug that, and I liked his character for his. You liked this the, he the ended short up being amount a of time. Fan? I thought it was. So stupidly coincidental. Yes. But I... You forgave that? I forgave it because of all the stupidly uh, coincidental shit that's in this movie. That one was actually fun. Everything seems semi-plausible to me. That uh, there's all these... Sorry about that. I just get water on you. No. That uh, there's all these factions that are looking for this... (laughs) Ejaculate. Oh. Uh, All all these... (laughs) Well, let me rub that in. I'm I'm romancing my stone right now. Um... Do you know that's a, that's where that phrase comes from, by the way? A little trivia? Because he says you're romancing the stone out from under her. Well, that's how the movie says it. But the the phrase romancing the stone... The Eddie Grant song. ...is actually... <laughs> yes. But it's actually a, a term that jewelers use uh, when, they're, when they're preparing a gem to be used in some jewelry. They call uh-huh. it romancing the stone. you gotta, oh, wow. you got to romance it. you gotta, got to clean it up. Wow. There you go. That, I've learned something uh, new. more you... I feel like I learned something. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was the only part that was... that. Was totally implausible to me. Yeah, that this not only does this drug dealer 
uh, in Colombia know only... of her, but like he reads, <laughs> and then even even his little his I love little that gang, all the people are like, like Juanita, 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 Juanita. Wilder. Uh, I I dug it. I dug it because right. again, it's so far fetched. Is but it's the only true moment of like legit comedy that happens in this adventure romantic yeah, he's comedy. Um, other than that, again, it's so dry. Like the the our main characters are not funny. They're not funny with each other. I think they are. Mm, I don't know. I, I think they had great chemistry. I feel like Michael Douglas is super forced. Every time he tries to be funny in this, like when he lands between her legs and he gets up and he's like, ah. Whoa, what a ride. Oh. I'm like, okay, dude, let's, uh-huh. let's bring it back a few. <laughs> they try to make these characters engaging and delightful. Uh, and, and to me, it made them like horribly unlikable. As no. an adult, they're horribly unlikable. I, because I, I totally like disagree try- with you. Yeah, well, that's your right. It is my right. But yeah. I, also, I hear what you're until, saying. Until Trump gets his way. <laughs> and he bans all movies from 1984. <laughs> bans disagreement. Oh, my God. Well, how, how ironic that 1980, it's 1984. Yeah. Well, hello. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, he's going to ban all animal farms. <laughs> <laughs> It's stupid. Well, all movies are equal, Joe, but in the some eyes of the Lord, are more equal than others. Oh, okay. and I think uh, *Romancing the Stone* is, uh, is 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 in the upper echelon. Of really, films that were released in 1984. I'm yeah, it's surprised, fun, man. man. Yeah, uh, well, uh, I think it's. I think on subsequent viewings, you're going to find the uh, the flaws. I don't know. I have you're such a, see the seams. There's just there's a lot to like about this and not a lot to dislike. I mean, we can you're, you're, we're nitpicking really, but uh, it's a fun. There's some great. One of the things that we need to have is strong protagonists to keep us like engaged through the film. I think film. we do. We I disagree. Uh, well, man. Th- that aside, I hear what you're saying about the characters, but at least it's shot well. The action scenes are really engaging, and um, man, that that car chase scene like we were talking about earlier with the the little mule. Or they jump over that holy uh, shit that river fucking, at the end. It lands on like, the front wheels. And there's stuff. no special effects. I was like, man, holy like, fuck! That that truck almost like flipped. Yeah, and they weren't wearing seatbelts in the scene, so uh, they never wear seatbelts. Can belts. imagine them being thrown around like well, rag dolls. I I feel like they probably weren't actually driving. Well, you the don't vehicle. think so? No, well, I don't I've know, got, Joe. I got a feeling about that. <laughs> uh, I don't think they're allowed to do that. I think uh, so. Obviously, you would recommend this film. I would recommend this film. I was pleasantly surprised by it. Oh, wow. I, uh, I I thought it was fun. I, I I don't know how it flew under my radar, except that maybe I was a little too young when it came out and didn't have an opportunity to see it on cable. Uh-huh. But uh, just great characters, great action, funny, uh, exhilarating, has a little bit of mystery. This is like a... That's bored. It, it, it has everything, so though. It has a little something for everybody. It's got romance. It's right there in the title. And it has stones. And the stone. <laughs> I was... I was so bored. Harry Potter and the romancing of the stuff. Other than El Guapo and Danny DeVito, I felt like there really wasn't much watchable yeah. about this. What one. about Zolo? He's a he's kind of Han an Zolo. Figure. <laughs> I thought it was Omar Sharif <laughs> for like most of the movie. I was like, yeah. oh man, Omar! They got Omar Sharif in this movie. Nope, might as well. And look at the credits. It was like, oh, it's not. It's not Omar. I Sharif. love the the reveal when because uh, he's been following her along and uh, kind of helping her out. You think she asked him, "Is this the bus to Cartagena?" And yes, uh, obviously it's not, but uh, he sees the map in her purse and he's going to follow her. By the way, any number of people could have just grabbed the map out of her purse at any time. Like yeah. she's really, for something that 
This is what her sister's Why did life he decide to on? try to be sneaky about it when she first gets to, to Columbia? Why didn't he just have he all the just, cops exactly. just fucking converge on her and be like, that's I, that's mine. Because then we don't get to see that reveal when he finally pulls the gun on her. And I love her reaction. She's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's equal parts surprise and, uh, yeah. and horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's great. I'm not sure I can recommend this movie. Aww. I just feel like in the vein of cold, adventure, cold heart. dude, in the vein of adventure <laughs> romance films, I, I feel like especially now mm-hmm. you can find better options, stuff that's a, a little bit more entertaining. I mean, thank you, Robert Zemeckis, for paving the way. Yeah, but I feel like we've moved on. Well, yes, but again, for 1984, I mean, there are plenty of no, films from 1984 that no, don't and, hold up, and I understand. But I'm saying now. In 2019, yeah. if I want to find an adventure romantic comedy, I'm I cannot recommend that somebody watch *Romancing the Stone*. Oh. I think there's other things. How about when he shows up at the end with a boat in New York City, he's driving through the streets of in, New York? In New York City, actually, not even driving. He's got it parked. It's Man, parked that motherfucker is double parked in front of her. He, Pretty he's sure you can't do that. Parked. Yeah, yeah, he's taking up all lanes. Yeah, and he's blocking the box. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the sequel. There are very few times First nowadays you... where I say things just to watch you and see if you react to it. First you remains the stone. And I get to see, like, I saw, like, <laughs> processing what I'm saying, processing what I'm saying, lighten your eyes. Ding! <laughs> um, no, the, 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 I just, I feel like you could do better. So what did Romancing the Stone do right? You're right. Maybe there isn't anything super special about it, but it... Everything it's attempting to do, I think it does successfully. I like the I like the chemistry between them. I'm just going to say this is a solid A minus. It, it it doesn't do anything wrong. It has several opportunities to get things wrong, but I think the characters are have have great chemistry. I think it's got enough humor. The action scenes are great. Like I said, it's got romance. It's got mystery. You're on a quest. I'm on a quest. <laughs> um, it, it's a really solid film. Uh huh. So there's a, a film called Casablanca. You may have heard of it. I'm not familiar with it. And I'm, I'm about to compare this movie to Casablanca. <laughs> yeah. In that the location kind of becomes a character within itself. Okay, yeah. And that is one of the things that I think Robert Zemeckis did right with this movie. That yeah. The, the Where they are, the, the whole South America deal. Shot in Mexico. Like, it, it feels... It feels real. It feels authentic. Mm-hmm. And so the location becomes a character. It's like a born identity movie. It, it, okay. Um, but it, it feels, it feels very genuine and that does lend to the believability of moving forward with the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I think that it's shot well, uh, the cinematography is pretty gorgeous where it tries to capture, mm-hmm. you know, the, the countryside and Escape. kind of paint the picture of where these characters are, where, especially our fish out of water protagonist, mm-hmm. you know, where she is now and trying to find her way and, you know, even some of the locations, like when they're they're in the caves, you know, they they start they they adventure in the cave to find the treasure, and they talk about like the the leche de madre, yeah, mother's milk. milk, and he's you know he's digging in there, and I'm like, yeah, okay, you know what? I wish this movie had more of this, more of like the discovery and treasure hunting. Uh, instead, it takes a whole lot of time to get to this point. Um, Fair enough. And for for your adventure romantic comedy. I think that you could do you do well to have more adventure in it. Um, what did Romancing the Stone do wrong? You know, uh, the one complaint I did have with the Kathleen Turner character was um, the sense of urgency maybe that gets lost in that second act because mm-hmm. you know this has momentum from from the beginning. Like, oh, her sister, her husband's already been killed. Uh, <laughs> she, I got this map in the mail. I'm supposed to go to Columbia. I'm fr- I don't know where I am. I'm like you said, fish out of water. 
And then when she finally meets Michael Douglas, they're being shot at. They're, they're, she, she definitely has an agenda, but then they start to warm up to each other. And then uh, when they get to that town and they clean up, like she has time. She's got all the time in the world oh, yeah. to just fuck this stranger and dance with him and a bunch of other uh, uh, Colombians uh-huh. there in the town square. All laughs and smiles. And horribly and, directed extras. Uh, yeah. There's that one point where they open up like on a shot and there's an extra who's kind of waiting he, for his Oh, my feet. God. Yes. Yeah. I, I rewound that and I was like, Jenna, Jenna, you got to watch this guy. Because he totally just eye fucks the camera as yeah. he like walks past. Oh, yeah. Like, there's no. And she was like, she was like, why did they use that take? Like, that, that must have been the best one, unfortunately. Uh, I, I had read in uh, that, that scene you're talking about where they're dancing in the square. Uh, that was another one where uh, they were saying like, oh, uh, we didn't know we were being filmed. All Michael Douglas and, and Kathleen Turner were dancing. That was all just kind of bullshit doing that. And, and they just bullshit. filmed it. They were surprised to learn that they were filming it. And I'm like, oh, come on, guys. It's bullshit. You have camera movements. We know way too much about you how films You have to light work. that shit. You exactly. have to white balance all that. Absolutely. There's <laughs> no way you didn't know. Oh, you were dancing for two minutes and they just happened to capture all that gold? No, that was fucking choreographed. Yeah. So I hate when they do that. Um, but yeah, the fact that she lost that urgency and kind of took her eye off the ball, it maybe took a little way, a little bit away from her character. Mm-hmm. But that's that's my only complaint, really. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought this movie was so fucking boring. Uh, <laughs> but what did it do wrong? I think why, why they did fucking introduce her as a writer... And it doesn't even pay off until, like, the moment when they find the bunny statue in the mud. And she has that moment. That and when when El Guapo is like, oh, you're Joan Wilder. Like, that, that's the only thing. Like, I can only think of, like, okay, we want her to go on an adventure. We need to find a way for her to get out of trouble. Oh, let's make her a novelist. And, like, the most unlikely person happens to be a fan of her work. Okay, there we go. Like, it's, it's so yeah, ridiculous. Sloppy. And I feel like... You know, your complaint about the El Guapo character, uh, <laughs> I can never remember his name, Juan. Juan. His name's Juan. Uh, Juan and a million. <laughs> um, so, no, I feel like the your complaint about that character, though, stems from the fact that she is a novelist. If she wasn't a novelist and she was just a normal person, we didn't even really need to have some kind of stupid coincidental shit like that. Yeah, good point. Um, in... It would have been more interesting to me if we did find out, like, more... If we got to develop more of that writer, like, while she's on the, the road with Jack, she's maybe, like, writing notes down and maybe, like, you know, dictating blah, 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 blah. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, no. we see that kind of getting on his nerves at first. Then it makes it even sweeter that at the end he's like, I even read one of your books. Oh, yeah. I like it. Yeah. You know, because we, we went from a place... And got to somewhere else. I do appreciate that uh, when she has her, her face off with Zolo at the end. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Zolo round. Where she's screaming for Jack to help. <laughs> she ends up taking care of it herself. She does. And she even does the same trick that her heroine in the, at the beginning of the movie does. Where Angelina. She, she pulls the knife out. She flicks it. Yeah. Except it doesn't quite work out the same way. But <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, okay. That's a nice little tie into the beginning uh-huh. that I wasn't expecting. Dude. Talk about that opening bit, though, with that... Some the, nudity, man. Oh, uh, yeah. Just like, uh, yeah, really... Uh, I didn't remember that. Risque, right <laughs> off the bat. I was, I did say, like, when I saw it, I was like, no wonder I like this as a kid. Came <laughs> <laughs> no, out when I was 12? No, yep. yep. That's Sounds on brand. about right. <laughs> uh, all right, so if we were going to remake Romancing oh, the Stone now, yeah. how would we do that? I have... It looks like I have eight. I have six. I have... Okay. I have a bit of a theme going on with mine, though. I don't. Oh, all right. No, not at all. 
Uh, well, mine is mine is a bit of a loose theme, but it is definitely a theme. Okay, who's the lowest on yours? I have Gloria, who is her publicist. Did not recast her, her. publisher. Did not do that. Uh, I went with Katie Segal. Oh, that's a uh, good one from um, Married with Children. Married with Children and Sons of Anarchy. Peg Bundy, and she's also the voice of the uh, the Cyclops woman <sighs> in Futurama. Futurama. That's I can't right. Remember her name? Me neither. Uh, Love that's her. Good. I'm not going to recast it. All right. How oh. about, uh, did you do the sister, Elaine? Elaine? I sure did. Sister, I see you. I have Natasha Leone playing my Elaine. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, this actress's name is Emily DeRaven. Oh, yeah. Who you may know from Lost. Charlie! She played Claire. Where's my baby? That's right. That's great. Who else do you have? You well, have two people that I don't have. Oh, okay. Well, that wasn't one of them. That's right. No, I um, told you. <laughs> Natasha Leon. My bad. How about uh, Juan? Did you... I did not recast Juan. Didn't redo Juan. I did Juan with Henry Ian Cusick is the uh, actor's name, who plays Desmond. Wow. See, your theme is lost. lost. There you it's go. A lost theme. You got it. I bet I know who your Jack Colton is then. Mm, I bet you don't. Yeah? Well, maybe you do. I probably do. You probably do. Um, all right. So what do you uh, have after that? How about... Let's Zolo. Zolo. The, uh, the, the mean... <laughs> The Legend of Zolo. Colombian. <laughs> How do you like uh, Rami Malek for that? Oh, interesting. I like that. Can he be menacing? Can I, he be I think he scary? probably can. Give him a mustache. It looks scary. When he's, when he's Freddie Mercury. Have him be Freddie Mercury. <laughs> Some bunny to love. Okay, give me that stone. <laughs> well, you've got to do it like this. <laughs> With your teeth. <laughs> can he have, like a, a, you can have a, a speech impediment? <laughs> I'm looking for the stone. <laughs> <laughs> the what? The stone. <laughs> Give me the stone. Do you have the map? <laughs> Give me the map to the stone. <laughs> Throw me the head. Give me the weep. Uh, I went solo? with the uh, actor's name is Nestor Carbonell. He plays Richard Alperts in uh, Lost. Do you remember him? No. Uh, you'd recognize him if you saw him. This dude. I'll pull it up. Does he have glasses? No. Uh, Mustache? No, he was... Uh, he was uh, Herb Alpert? He, was the, he was the guy who'd been around for like a long... Oh, well, he was in The Dark Knight. He played the mayor in The Dark Knight. I don't know what that... Oh, that guy yeah. with the eyeliner. Yes. With the, yes. Yeah. Really thick eyebrows. He was Batman well. Batman well. In, the, the, in tick. the Tick. That's right. Oh, I love him. <laughs> there you go. Who do you have for Zolo? I already told you. Rami Malek. Rami Malek. There you go. Ira? <laughs> do you even listen to me? <laughs> I forget. I'm looking... I can't read and talk at the same time. Uh, Ira? Do uh-huh. you have Ira? Cousin I do. Ira? Yes, I do. I have uh, Terry O'Quinn. Oh, I love Terry O'Quinn. You know, I, I just revisited The Rocketeer uh, recently. Yeah, he's in that. And he plays Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes. We, you know what? We have got to talk about that fucking movie. Well, someday. they're doing a remake of that, so uh, we, we have an opportunity We have got to here. talk about that movie. I love The Rocketeer. There are a lo- that is one of the most underrated fucking films Absolute ever made. Absolutely, man. Uh, so I look, yeah, Great look video game, too. Did you ever play that on the, the SNES? NES? I have mm-hmm. it. It's in the trunk of my car. What? Right now, yeah. It's probably worth something. Um, okay, my Ira, mm-hmm. Alec Baldwin. Yeah, oh, I like that. Oh, yeah. Look at that snapper. Look at that snapper. Keeps talking about the alligators. Listen, Ralph. I like that. If you don't find her, don't bother coming home. <laughs> well, who's your Ralph then? <laughs> Coffee's for closing. <laughs> My Ralph is Jack Black. Uh, ooh, oh, that's fun. A little bumbling uh, Jack uh-huh. Black running around, standing in for Danny DeVito. I'm you your know, cousin. <laughs> I love uh, the, the shot. Made it, should have did Josh Gad. God damn it. Oh, that would have been good too. Uh, he's not mean enough, though. Uh, whereas I think Jack Black can, can Jack have Black a mean streak in him. Put up the mean. I love that shot of Danny DeVito as he's being chased. <laughs> he's putting the gun over. He's the... just like shooting over his shoulder. <laughs> like he's not even looking at what he's aiming. Dude, at. that's gotta hurt his ears too, because that was actually shooting blanks. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, man, that guns are loud. Just like me. Uh, I went with a Jorge, Jorge Garcia, 
who plays Hurley. Hurley. Yeah, he's going to be maybe not running as fast. <laughs> But uh, I think he could be fun. That he bumbling needs, role. He needs a job. Oh. He hasn't done anything. Uh, I think he's going to be a ho fucking k. You think so? Living off that lost. Depends on how resigged. he invests. That's true. Yeah. Hope, hopefully, he doesn't lose it all in the lottery. Yeah. <laughs> the I lost see what you did there. there. I see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Here that leaves our last two. Top two. Mm-hmm. Let's do. Who, who, I'll, I'll do it since you have your theme, and uh, I think everybody knows where you're going. Do you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should I should I guess right now? Uh, what yours is? Let's yeah, let's do it. Well, hold on. Kathleen Turner first. Who do you uh-huh. think Kathleen Turner? Uh, Evangeline Lilly. I could have gone that way. <gasps> I actually went with Elizabeth Mitchell, who plays Juliet. Oh, because I thought God. she looked a little more the parts, yeah, a little older. Dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love her. Yeah, she's great in everything. She, she was in a movie called Running Scared with Paul Walker, uh, where oh. she plays a uh, a child killer. Uh, her and her husband. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was the creepiest fucking performance. I could see she her was be creepy. Also, she was also the mom in Frequency. Oh, is she? I guess I didn't know who she was back then. Yeah. She's great. Yeah, we, we talked about that movie. We did? Yeah, no, we we've, didn't. We've talked about Frequency. Did we do Frequency? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did Frequency. On the podcast? We have to check. This may be another situation oh, where no. I've watched a movie and been like, yeah, that's really good. And then thought, I, th- I think we did that on the podcast. I remember us talking about it. On on an episode, but I don't know that it was the featured film. We'll have to go back and look. If we haven't talked about it, we, we should. should. We absolutely should. Um, okay, so then obviously Jack Colton is uh, Sawyer. You got it, man. Yeah. Josh Holloway. Josh Holloway. It could have been Jack. You didn't know. Yeah, but Josh yeah. Holloway has the hair. I thought so, too. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> My Jack Colton. All that, but directed by J.J. Uh, Abrams. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love J.J. Abrams, man. Can't wait to get that new Star Wars trailer. Uh, all right, Next my, week, my right. uh, my Joan Wilder. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with a show called Crazy Ex Girlfriend? Yes, I went with the star of that, Rachel Bloom. Oh, she's great. I think she's good. She's really talented. She's funny. That's a good call. And she's uh, she's unexpectedly deep. Mm. Uh, so I feel like that would be <laughs> talking about stop her, it. Stop her, <laughs> I'm talking about glistening stature, <laughs> not size. <laughs> uh, and Too my, easy. My Jack Colton. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth. Wow. Yeah. Jenna is going to be screaming when she listens to this episode because she tried to convince me for a half an hour like to make this um, uh, Jennifer Lawrence and... Oh, um, and Chris Hem? Chris Hem. And wow. I was like, eh, he's too handsome. He's not much of an everyman. He's he's I not think, an everyman. I he think that's what, at least with my version, I think that's what makes it fun is that you've got this girl, Rachel Bloom, who's, you know, she's not like outrageously like drop dead gorgeous i no. think she's super cute mm-hmm. and i think a lot of her what attracts me to this woman is her talent and like what she does and the character she plays um but to see her and then like matched up with uh, someone who looks like he should be really... on the cover of a romance yeah. novel, and then to play him though as kind of a little bit bumbling and you know he has to kind of find his feet as a treasure hunter. Mm-hmm. Like to to see them grow together like that, I All think right. would be kind of fun. I like that. Uh, mine directed by, and this is just because he, he made a good looking film with Tomb Raider. Uh, Roar Uthog. What Uthog? Oh yes, he he directed that Tomb Raider movie. He did, didn't he? That's that's it. Now that we talked about in the podcast, didn't we? <laughs> no, no, have we not? I don't think we coming have. soon to an episode. Yeah, do we need to do I some gotta, homework and figure out what the fuck we've talked? I gotta about? add some movies to this list. When we get like when we start getting like two hundred and seventy movies into this podcast, mm-hmm. we start misremembering shit. <laughs> if only somebody were taking notes and uh, had a handy little list. 
of all the films that we've done before. Do you, do you have one of those? I do, right here, buddy. Man, you need to send me that. Here, we're I'd really this. like to have that at, at my disposal. You know what? I can search real quick. What, what are we looking for? Frequency? So looking for... First frequency? Frequency. Not found. No. Wow. All right, what else were we talking about? Uh, um, t- Tomb Raider? We talked about the, um, the Angelina Jolie one. Oh. Uh-huh. But we haven't talked about oh, the new one. Oh, well, that's what I was talking I'm, about. No, I'm talking about the director of the new one. Oh. Yeah, dude. Well, the one who directed the original one was also like a foreigner. Uh, it's like Uwe <laughs> Boll or some foreigner. Hot-blooded. <laughs> immigrants. Check it and see. We came from another country. Got a fe- head game. Came here taking our directing jobs. <laughs> did I? W- did, did you see t- that new Tomb Raider? Did we Sorry. talk about it? Yeah, I did. How was um, it? It's... It's not bad okay. until like the final like then you get to the final like eight nine minutes of the movie. Uh, well, here's the thing: like you through you you spend an hour and a half building up this woman as a self reliant like female yeah, protagonist. It's fucking Laura Croft, and then at the very end Laura. she ends up having to be saved by a man. Oh, and I was like, spoiler alert! Well, that, that kind of <laughs> the movie's like three years old, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like that kind of ruined the experience for me. I was like, well, that that kind of just. Dis- Destroys everything. Like she should be able to hold her own here. Roar Uthog. Yeah, Roar Uthog is a Norwegian film director. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> also known from Helfjord yeah. and Magic Silver. Um, <laughs> I like yours better. I think you had a better recast. This oh, week. Well, thank you, thank you. Much Actually, uh, not mine, Janice. Of course, you it know was. it's guys. If you have a recast or if you have thoughts about romancing the stone, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of backlash for me. Uh, because yeah. just based on based on Facebook, I talked about how I was watching this movie. Oh, people love and it. There were a lot of people that were like, "Oh, I love that movie." It's called classic. Like, Yikes! Um, <laughs> however, everybody seems to be on the same page about the sequel. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a piece. Oh, of shit. I have not seen it, and I guess I will not. See um, it. do you need it? Because I have it. I can mm, send it your way. I... If just in case you want to skim, maybe it. I kind of do want to. I skimmed it. Wow, it came out a year afterwards. Yeah, dude. It was as friend of show Jared Seaman said. It is the definition of a cash grab sequel. Oh, no. But it's got everybody. Oh, even... Uh... Oh, no. He's different. <laughs> yes. Brought back Danny DeVito. That's... Did we they can. have another awesome trailer? Uh, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> that would be fun. But they did have a hey, Billy Ira, Ocean it's music again. video. Oh, God. Yeah. For, what's the song? Uh, when the Going Gets Tough. Oh, I know that song. When the Going Gets Tough. The, the Tough, tough Get Going. When the Going Gets Rough. Get tough. Hey. Yeah, so Michael Douglas, Danny DeVito, and Kathleen Turner play like background singers where they're on a mic and they're like... Sit. Oh, is this another one of those music videos where they had to get the actors from oh, yeah. the film? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's uh. like, it's, ter- it's terrible. Uh, guys, if you have thoughts about Romancing the Stone, though, let us know about it. Go to facebook.com slash editingbay or in the search bar, put in Editing Bay, and that's going to bring up that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that, and that's where you can talk back to us uh, and also give us uh, suggestions for movies you'd like for us to talk about in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've also got a website, right, Joel? We sure do. It's not the Editing Bay. It's not Edit Bay. It's somewhere in the middle. EditingBay.com. Please go there. Bookmark it. Anytime you need to know anything about our, our lovely little podcast here, you're going to find all the links you need. The link to our aforementioned... Did you already mention the Facebook page? Uh-huh. The aforementioned Facebook page. <laughs> you also just don't even fucking listen to me. Twitter handle. I was looking up uh, Jewel of the Nile. There's a scene here that looks just like uh, Temple of Doom. Yeah. There's like a little a bunch of Indian uh, people. <laughs> what, like, say what? <laughs> a bunch of what people? Well, Indians. Actual Indians, not American I Indians. I, I mean, people that. from. I don't, we don't call I don't, them Indians don't anymore. People from Indians. India. Uh, you learn something new every day. 
And you can learn even more on EditingBay.com. Guys, leave us a five-star rating and review, please. That uh, that helps us out a lot. Helps us get seen by more eyes and heard by more ears. Uh, so, yeah, five-star rating and a review. Even if you got criticism, we'll take the criticism. Just make sure it's five-star criticism, and then we're cool. And then uh, share the show with your friends. Um, what are we going to do next week, man? Well, this uh, was my pick, so... Now, uh, let's see. Have we done an anime in uh, April yet? We we haven't. And the thing is, uh, we're quickly going to get through this month. And I've got two picks. And I already know what I want to do the week of the 22nd. Okay. So uh, we're going to have to make next week the anime week. Or the animation week. Or I could pick the anime. It doesn't always have to be you. What if if I picked the anime film this week? We could could do that. This this movie was your pick. So it's my my turn. Okay. (laughs) No, no, I hear you, but I'm saying, don't, I'm not saying you, one of your two movies that you gotcha. get every month does not have to be the anime. I, I understand. Will, I will bear that burden I one like of these the, months. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Well, don't worry about it for this month okay. because I've already chosen it and I don't want to have to go back and look again. Uh, we're going to go back to 2007. We were all excited. We were we were thrilled, especially if you were a fan of Optimus Prime Ooh. and Bumblebee oh, hell and yeah, Megatron. Dude. Hell yeah. You saw the trailers. Can't oh wait. my God. Peter Cullen doing the voice of Optimus Prime. Special a effects. live action Transformers movie directed by the guy who did Armageddon and The Rock. Shia what Booth? could possibly go wrong? <laughs> His career is going to go on forever. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're going to talk about 2007's Transformers. This is the original one. This then, is huh? the, well, the, the original live action. Well, that's I guess that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Not the... This uh, will be the second Transformers film we've talked about on the podcast. That's right, because we did the Transformers of the movie, the animated one from 1985. That's right. Listen to our The Transformers of the Movie episode. <laughs> Full in the movie. <laughs> yes. Full title. Um, but yeah, this is, this is the first Bayformers yeah, film, dude. as it's uh-huh. known. First uh, dog peeing on robots. Mm. Yeah. Oh, can't wait to because, reminisce about because that. Because urine is funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're going to talk about Transformers. That's going to be our... Because, you know, Transformers is an animation, uh, and there were Japanese animators that worked on the show. Mm-hmm. So it kind of We got in a little bit of trouble. I got. I have to Who's kind we? of step back a little bit. We being me. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> we had done the, the last... Royal we. we. did the last Airbender last month. We did. Uh, and we kept talking about how, like, it's anime, and it's a live-action version of this anime. It is an animated property, and it's done very much in the style of anime, but it is an American-created property. But still, I think, I think enough... All right. So uh, beat us on a technicality. Uh, yeah, sure. exactly. So I feel like all what we need purposes. to do now, we just kind of own it. Sure. We're going to be talking about live action remakes of animated shows. We will try to hit anime as much as we can. But this time we're going to just talk about, we'll talk about Transformers. Hell yeah. It's a commercial for some toys. And uh, <laughs> kind of is. then they turned it into a live action film. Uh, so yeah, we'll talk about that next week. We should probably uh, we should probably bring a, bring a guest in for that. We should get Lauren in for this. He's a yeah, fucking huge dude. Transformers let's, fan. Let's, let's try to see what what old Lauren Burns. Hell is yeah, My your favorite, favorite Burnson. Burnson. <laughs> Jinx. See, it's like it's, if, if I own it, then it <laughs> there you it go. Defangs it. See, um, guys, <laughs> a couple of plugs. Check out our friends over at the Craniacs podcast. Do they plug our podcast right. on I theirs, know. by probably, the way? Uh, probably not. I just feel like there should be some symbiotic relationship Here's, if you uh, <laughs> plug them every episode. What affects them will also affect you. You must see that. Uh, <laughs> look, man, they're 35 episodes into their podcast, and we're like 280. Yeah, but they pro- still they, have a, probably they probably a bigger have more, audience. They probably have more listeners than we do. Yeah, we could use it, No, man. look, man. It's, Ryan, I'm if try, you're listening, trying to help, give us a shout try, out. Trying to help a brother out. 
Uh, but no, check them out. You know what, Joel? I'll stop after this one. It'll <laughs> be the not last what I'm one. Saying. I'm just guys saying. for one more week. Listen to the Craniacs podcast, <laughs> then unsubscribe. Right, and then after that, unsubscribe. Be done with them. Hey, they scratch our but back. still leave them a five star review. Yeah, if, yeah, you, yeah. if you listen to obviously. Them. Uh, but yeah, uh, Ryan and Laurel talking about Frasier. I think they're in season three now. Every week they talk about two episodes of the show. Uh, but you get a lot of great banter between the two of them. They're really fun. Also, want to plug uh, my new anime that I am a part of <gasps> Ooh. called My Roommate is a Cat. Yeah. Yes, I play the character Yugo. Uh, Where do you go? One of the main... <laughs> I go all over the damn place. <laughs> one of the main characters. I'm on the cover art, sir. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, check out the show. It's super cute, super fun. It's not... Okay, it is kind of like your traditional anime. But there isn't a whole lot of, like, it's not like Dragon Ball Z. You're not, like, getting a whole bunch of people fighting. There's not a whole lot of violence and shit. It's simply about a dude, a writer, who writes for a magazine. He's got this ongoing story about a superhero cat, basically. Like, he tells these cool stories about a cat and his adventures. And it's based on his cat. And so you're getting to see, like, life through the eyes of his cat. Uh, but then also what he's going through, and he ends up befriending like this girl and her younger brother that's played by me, mm-hmm. uh, who are fans of this writer's work, but oh. don't know it's him. Oh, interesting. Until a little bit later in the season. Then they oh. find out it's him, but super fun show. Uh, I don't know if you could find it anywhere other than like the Funimation app, and I think that's a service you got to pay for. So Maybe Crunchyroll? Maybe Crunchyroll. Uh, do that roll. crunchy roll, that <laughs> crunchy, crunchy roll. roll to the left, to the left, to the right, to the right, to the front, to the front. Roommate's a cat, roommate's a cat. <laughs> <laughs> now meow, baby, meow, meow. So there it is, guys. My roommate is a cat. Uh, check that out because I do the voice for that one and uh, plenty of other shows. Uh, I think that's it, man. That is it. Jeff, thank you very much, sir. Ugh. Joel, always a pleasure. The pleasure is mine. <laughs> And we'll see you next week on The Editing Day! You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.